Jim Derrick, and welcome to another edition of Chapters. On today's program, I am thrilled to have in studio my new friend, Samantha Cates. Welcome, Samantha. Hi, thanks for having me today. Well, thanks for being here, Samantha. You have a very interesting story, uh, which includes a lot of things. Uh, You're a figure skater. Yep. Yeah, you're a high school senior. I am. (laughs) And where are you in school? I go to Hopedale Junior Senior High School. Excellent. Which is in Hopedale. <laughs> so you'll be, obviously you'll be graduating this year. Yep, 2020. Um, and you've already got plans for college. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes, but I really want to do something in communication and yeah. film, really create um, promotional content, and it's something I'm really passionate about. I've, making, I've been making videos ever since I was really little. I love that. So, so that's something that you, you just, you, you've always just defaulted to. That's been your... Yeah. Excitement, right? I can I love see it, it in your eyes. And you made a wonderful video that we're working on, collaborating on for Gilly's House. Yep. So um, I know Barbara Gilmeister is very, very enthusiastic about that. There's another element to your story that brings us into the studio today, and that's that you have been living with alopecia. Yep. Correct? I have been. Yep. A lot of people have no idea what alopecia is. Can you explain that for our listeners? Sure. So alopecia is an autoimmune disorder, and there's three different types. There's alopecia areata, alopecia totalis, and alopecia universalis. Universalis. If I said that right, okay. it's a weird word. And but are those three ty- subsets, are they built yeah. built by severity or just the way they're... Um, yeah, so before, I, I should have just said what alopecia is first. It's when your hair falls out to save, basi- basically. But it's when your white cells... So the white blood cells are attacking themselves. Your autoimmune system is attacking your cells, and that's calling, causing all of your hair to fall out. So your white blood cells uh, normally are in your system to fight off illness. Yeah. And like in a lot of autoimmune diseases, your white cells think that in your case, your hair follicles are foreign invaders. Mm-hmm. And so it seeks to, to, to kill them off, right? Yep. I can tell you that's exactly how it was told to me when I was a little kid. Really? Um, when I was little, I found out I had alopecia when I was around five. Yep. And when they told me that I had alopecia, they said that it was like my body was like fighting itself. My hair yeah. was fighting, it, fighting itself, and that's why it was falling out. Mm. So symptomatically, uh, the signature of all subsets of this illness is hair loss. Yeah. So I'm, I probably should have explained the three types of alopecia sure. after I said what it actually was. But alopecia areata is just when you have little hair bald spots. Alopecia universalis is just your head has no hair, and universe and universalis is your entire body has no hair. Mm-hmm. And and so this, obviously the signature is is you're falling your hair is falling out. And I I met you. And by the way, uh, for those uh, that have the fortune of knowing you that are listening, they already know this. But you have an infectious smile. Thank you. You have uh, an, an incredible personality. Um, I mean, we met just today, and I feel like I've known you for a while. And you just project enthusiasm and excitement and everything else. This illness is something that you live with. It doesn't define who you are. Yeah. Would that be a good description? Yeah, that would be a good way to describe it. I don't really want to let just not having hair like de- define me. I want to be my own person. And having alopecia is just one thing about me that I can tell people about. And other people who have alopecia, I want to let them know that it's okay to have it and you can still be yourself and do all the things that other people can do. Yeah. yeah. It, do- it doesn't do- doesn't change how you can do well in school or how you do a sport. It's, it's literally just your hair. It's not going to hurt you or 
change how you do other things. Right. And and while you while you do an excellent job, as you just did, of telling people how they can live with it, what I can't ignore is the impact of this illness on anyone, particularly a young girl growing up. Um, and what what does it impact for you? You lost, you first lost your hair in the first bout when you were five or six years old? Yeah, I would say five or six, actually. Really, really funny story. When I was five, I got my very first wig, and I was in kindergarten. And I walk into the classroom, and I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I looked at everyone in the room, and I said, I have a wig on. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? And these are all these kindergartners who are four and five. They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't have hair. I have a wig on. And it was a like, badge of honor wow. at that point. Yeah, I was like so excited about yeah, it. Cause yeah. hey, I was, what I got. Trust me, like I was always really outgoing. And I, I would say I was really lucky that I grew up really confident in myself in general with with alopecia and before I had alopecia and just having it, it was just something else that I got to tell people about. And I was just always excited to talk about it. It just, I was very talkative. And yeah, I was... It's incredible <laughs> because that's something I think, yeah, part of it is, is how you're brought up, but you also have a mom who's seated to your right, yeah. seated to your right, and a dad who I assume have been very fundamentally supportive yeah. and more than supportive, instructive in your upbringing, right? Yeah, I, I would say that I could contribute all of my most of my confidence to my parents because they've always been so supportive and they've always looked out for me and always tried to do what's best help me choose what's best for me to they have always been so supportive with my alopecia and my decisions because um as you may or may not know there are so many different things that you can do to try and treat alopecia and try to get your hair back and um there have been things where i could there have been so many different options that I could try, but I've just no I how do I want to say this? The um symptoms may not be too great. The and side I've, effects. Yeah, yeah the side effects. Yep, that's the yep. right word. The side effects may not be exactly something I'm comfortable with going through because I don't really see it as it's not worth like getting extremely sick or having even worse side effect right. side effects just for my hair and but, you know, um, Samantha, I'm struck by the fact that you are a young person. You are 17 years of age. Yeah. Right. And you're uh, you've had to deal with a lot of decisions medically that most young people don't have to deal with. I mean, frankly, at 15, 14, 13, 12 years old, I was trying to decide whether or not to have frosted flakes or Fruit Loops <laughs> in the morning. Um, I wasn't thinking about things like medication and side effects. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I am very impressed by your ability to talk about this with a relative sense of both humor, but also the understanding that this is these were important and difficult decisions mm -hmm. and an appreciation for your parents yeah. uh, who were by your side. There isn't one ounce in my mind, A, uh, having known you now for the, all the better part of an hour, mm -hmm. uh, of self-pity or of of entitlement, if you okay. will, um, yeah. like I have this, so therefore other people will do for me, and I, I, I really have to applaud you for that. Um, a lot of people shrink from this this type of a challenge. You know, the name of this show is Chapters, and the the subtext is everyone has a story, and every story is worth telling, and this is a perfect example of why. You are now engaged in an awareness effort, not only about the illness, but importantly about support systems that people that have this can tap into. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So when I was seven, um, my parents had discovered a um, alopecia support group, and right. it's called CAP, 
Children's Alopecia Project. CAP, C-A-P, Children's Alopecia Project. And is that on uh, the internet? Um, okay. Yeah, you can probably search Children's Alopecia okay. Project Good. on your Google engine, and yep. it will be like the first thing that pops up. It, it was founded in, from a family in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and their daughter had just lost their hair, and her hair from alopecia, of course, and they wanted to start this organization. It was a fairly new organization when my parents had discovered it, mm-hmm. and it was still really growing, and it has grown now today to be a really big organization, and it's a fabulous organization. They really support so many people. There's chapters all over the country and even all over the world. Now, if I remember right, it uh, this CAP, yeah. Children's Alopecia Project, it has uh, three really important uh, cornerstones and yes. uh, missions to that. And what are those? So one thing that they is kind of like their mission statement is that they're not there to help people find a treatment. Mm-hmm. They're not there to make fix you. Fix right? you. Yeah. That's the word I want right. to say. They're not there to fix you and tell you, ew, why do you have alopecia? That, that kind of stinks. Right. Yeah, let's get rid they're, of this yeah. horrible thing. Yeah. No, they are not like that at all. They feel that it's just, it adds to your personality and your character and alopecia is something to embrace. And um, through CAF, they have had so many role models and people in in the indus- in all sorts of industries come and talk about their experiences and it has been so fabulous to be able to go to different conventions and um, yeah conventions and see all these people who are so confident. Some are completely bald. Some have spots. Some are in the process of growing their hair. And is is really nice to hear from these people. And I know from experience, I there have been some really cool people. Um, one event that they do every year is called. Um, Alopecia Palooza, right? Alopecia Palooza. Alopecia Palooza. And they I love do the it. title. It's really cute. And they actually like just started it when I was maybe around eight years old. And it was a camp where all people from all over the country come together. There's even been people from out of the country who have come. And we all celebrate and embrace alopecia. And it was, I remember when I was little and going to this. And meeting all these new people, it was such a great experience. It was just really cool. And one thing I know you didn't mention, I'll just mention it because I have a cool story. I've been speaking Spanish since I was in kindergarten from a previous school that I went to. And going to this camp, I actually met a girl from from Mexico. And I grew to become really close with her that day. Oh, yeah, but I was going into fifth grade this year. So how old would I be? 10 or 11 and I like grew to become her a translator and I helped her and it was really fun and it was really cool to get to meet someone who was from a completely different place who also had alopecia and that's not the first time Samantha's met somebody with alopecia and uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes I want to remind everybody, my name is Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. I am sitting, having a wonderful conversation with Samantha Cates. And Samantha is a young lady living with alopecia. Alopecia is an illness which is an autoimmune illness and causes hair loss. And we're talking to Samantha about her very unique and compelling story, which is filled with resilience and courage. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. So back to your story. Um, As you're growing up, 
I can imagine this hair loss. We talked about the cute story of you getting a wig when yeah. you were in, in fifth grade or so. But you mentioned right almost right out of the gate when we got to know each other, you're now a senior in high school and you're kind of saying, you know, this isn't so cool anymore right now. You know, I mean, this is not a time that you want to be dealing with this as yeah. you, you know, head to prom and as, you know, whatever is happening in your life right now. How do you uh, face that? What are the challenges? Well, this might sound, this might sound kind of cheesy, but <laughs> when I was when I was growing up with alopecia, there was always something that I always reminded myself, and that was something that my parents would tell me when I was little, when I was going through my hair loss, and that was, this is really cheesy, I swear, but it is really cute little saying, and before I say it, this is something that I urge anyone who has alopecia to really listen to and always think about because it's something really important. You are you with or without your hair. And that's something that I live by to this day. And I feel like I don't let my hair stop me from anything. And so I always think of that or at a variation, just don't worry about your hair. You're yourself. It, it your hair is not going to define you. I'm here to tell you it's not cheesy. Okay, it, good. <laughs> it's a wonder, it's, it, it really, it could be applied to so many things. Yeah. What a great lesson. So really you asked me if how I deal with my alopecia and if I find there's a big struggle. And I really don't see that big of a struggle going to my senior year of high school and being 17. I feel like I've lived more, more than half my life, maybe a third of my life with and without hair and have being in stages with thin hair, with lots of spots, with a full thick head of hair. I've been through all of the different stages. And right now I'm going through a third cycle of hair loss where my hair is kind of getting thin after finally getting thick again and getting long. I had to chop my hair off super short so that everything would become, my hair would become even. And it was a really long and tough process. And um, it was really heartbreaking at the beginning of this summer when I started seeing my hair fall out again and I was really struggling. But then I just remember, you are you without your hair. Don't worry about it. It's it. Honestly, I also just think I have a there's a plan for me and it is what it is. Well, you know, um, Samantha, yeah. you're talking about things that are like the foundation of living a long and successful life. What I am really drawn to are people that have developed a sense of resilience. And resiliency and wisdom are hard fought because they usually come on the heels of tragedy or of some very difficult circumstance. Um, I hope you appreciate what type of resilience you've developed as a young woman. And importantly, and I know you appreciate this, what type of message or strength you can offer to others that may be younger than you or not quite as far along on you of this path of acceptance. You did have a story about this sweet little young lady who you met at uh, at a figure skating event. Can you talk a little bit about her? Yeah, well, actually, this goes back to CAP. CAP is a fabulous organization. Please check it out if you have alopecia and want to hear more information. Again, it's the Children's Alopecia yes. Project. I urge you to take a look at them on the internet. It's fabulous. And... My mom was on a Facebook page. She actually runs a Massachusetts, actually, no, I believe it's a New England chapter Facebook page mm -hmm. for um, Children's Alopecia Project mm -hmm. where families can be um, added to the chat and they can talk about um, any issues or questions that they have for their children, for themselves on alopecia. And one day my mom was on Facebook and she saw that she got a message from a mother 
with a with a six year old daughter who one not only has alopecia but is also a figure skater. And before I get into the story, I've as you can probably tell, I've been through alopecia, um, all the different cha- challenges and struggles. But I've also been skating before I had alopecia. I've been skating since I was three years old. And I think I can also contribute that to a lot of my resilience and um, hard work and confidence that I have today because I've learned the importance of hard work and um, really presenting myself with mm-hmm. confidence on the ice Absolutely. in, in co- um, competition. Yeah. I've had role models in skating sure. through all of that, and that's how I've learned a lot about confidence there. And I've learned a lot through CAP and being confident through there with my family and my parents in those struggles. But I never had a role model or big sister or big bro- whoever, a role model who was also a figure skater and Alopecian. And when my mom told me, she just texted me. She's like, I was getting out of the rink. I was going into my car to drive home. And I got a text from my mom. I got this e- this direct message on Facebook from this girl. And we're going to meet her. And you're going to you're gonna have a blast. She's a figure skater. And I was like, no way. Oh, my <laughs> what gosh. What are the chances? she is alopecia. I was so excited. Incredible. Now I get to be that person for someone that I never got to have. How and does that feel? It feels really fulfilling, and it, I'm going to tell you, when I found out, I said to my parents, I'm like, this is full circle. It is I, amazing. And now I get to, this girl, when I, oh, my goodness, I, I just please. get so excited when I talk about her, because she is a fabulous little girl. She's six years old, and I remember I got, to, she came over to my rink. She, um, they're not too far away from my rink, so she came over. Because I also had a session, um, my own practice, after we had to meet, we had met. And so I was, they were there so early. Like, we had a certain time planned, and we got there right on time. They were, like, super early, and they, she was getting her skates on already, and she was wearing this pink, bright pink tutu, and she was wearing a headband, and... And may I mention, I wore, I always wear headbands. I mean, I'm not wearing one today, coincidentally, but when I was little and all throughout middle school and high school, I would wear headbands 24-7. Shameless plug to Lululemon. Love their headbands. <laughs> Love their headbands. They're, you're welcome. You got a little promo. Um, anyways, what was I going to say? She had the same exact energy that I think I can probably be portraying through the mic right now she was so outgoing so loud so her energy was so contagious and she we just connected right away we what a gift to both of you right she it was like looking in a mirror what a gift i mean because here you are presenting yourself as available open and enthusiastic to this young lady i can only imagine how she feels um this young girl looking at your daughter um holy smokes what a role model and And you know what we're actually and we're actually going to be meeting up soon this summer i I love this story and it should probably be a friend for life i'm sure of that and and she's looking up at you but you just said something that was important. You said this, I feel like it came full circle. It did. So this is a relationship that you're both getting something out of because you're realizing the impact you can have on somebody. I'm sure you reflect back to what it felt like to be her. Yeah. And maybe be a little scared or uncertain or maybe feel different then. And now all of a sudden you're able to offer the same comfort yeah. that you wish maybe you'd had from another person at that age. Mm-hmm. 
there's just so many lessons here, Samantha. It's incredible. Yeah, but I can tell you one one thing as well about this girl. She, not only was she just so confident and out there, but she also had like the love for the ice like I did. Once we stepped on the ice, I was watching her skate across and down the ice. It was like I was looking at, at like myself when I was, she just was so fast and energetic. It was crazy. But after after we met, um, and I skated with her on a public ice. I had to go over to my practice session. And so she sat at the boards where coaches usually sit, and she sat on my coach's chair. And it was so funny, and it was really touching because she had to get ready to leave, and she was like really sad, and she did not want to leave. But there was one thing that she wanted to show me when her mom came over, and she wanted to show me her, she calls them her patches. And I have to say, it was amazing that the six-year-old girl had all of that confidence at six years old to take off her headband and have ask her mom to show me her bald spots. It was, it really showed how confident she was. And it was really amazing to then have, I, I went and I did the same exact thing. My hair was in a, my bun and my headband was on and I had my clips in. I took them all out. I took my hair out and I was like, do you see all these? I, I got the same as you. And I told her what I had, I told you guys earlier. You are so confident. And I fabulous. this is word for word. I said to her, you are so confident. And this, I, I, I'm so happy that you have this confidence to share this with me. And I'm happy that I get to share this experience with you as well. But always remember that you are you with or without your hair. You are so confident and just take all of that and just keep going forward. She was it was just amazing to have gone through that experience because I would have also done the same thing when I was little. That's an incredible story. I want to remind everybody, we're speaking with Samantha Cates. Samantha is living with alopecia. Uh, my name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. And I do want to just take a second to highlight uh, this wonderful organization uh, known as CAP. It's Children's Alopecia Project. And the website is childrensalopeciaproject.org. You can also find them on Facebook. And importantly, Cindy Cates is the group leader for the local support group, which again is fundamentally there to provide support, acceptance, and community for people suffering from alopecia. It is not a cure organization. And it's so important that it's not a cure organization because I just heard you loud and clear. And what I heard Samantha share was a very personal story about this young lady's journey who she's reflecting on, who at the age of six has the courage to show her her patches or spots without hair. And Samantha returns that in a moment of grace. And what they're saying to each other, and Samantha, this is what I'm getting, and see if I'm right about this, is they're saying, I see you. It's okay to be you just the way you are. You don't need to cure it, change it, fix it. You're good. Right. Yep. And I celebrate who you are. Um, I don't know. I might need more Kleenex to get through this, but oh. that that uh, <laughs> that is 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 an incredibly touching story because it says so much that we need to hear these days. Yeah, and I also I don't mean to budge in, but no, I, please, feel like that's, I feel like this is just something that everyone needs to know. There's you are you, no matter what. I feel like you can take out with or without your hair and just say you are you, no matter what. You can change. You are you. 
I don't I don't know. Or with insert, whatever your face. Insert your insert, insert your challenge. Your challenge. Yep. There we go. Insert your challenge. Yep. That's just this is just a message that I think is really important and I'll just I'll just there's so many variations of you or you insert challenge. You can say you're good. Don't worry about it. I see you. You are so confident in what you're doing. Just keep doing that thing. Or um I don't know. Um just I, I see you're really working hard. Keep up the good work. I feel like some people are getting to some so many people are maybe getting discouraged or don't feel like they have the confidence that they that other people see that they have. You know that, what it's called, Samantha, is yes. a self-limiting belief. So when people start that negative self-talk, I'm not good enough because insert it. Yeah, I have ADD. I was never that smart. I have alopecia. I have this, I have that limitation. Then they're, what they're doing is they're limiting themselves. And you're saying, Don't have the courage yourself. not to engage in that talk. And yeah. use, if you need to, climb on my back. I'll carry you for a Absolutely. little while, right? Uh, as your parents have carried you. And you keep paying that forward. And you know what? I'll tell you what, Samantha, there is nothing you can't do in life. And I, that's a period right. at the end of that. That's not qualified. I am looking at you right now and I have had goosebumps since the moment you walked in, Barbara Gilmeister, who introduced <laughs> me to this family. Um, there's nothing you can't do. Uh, it, it is it is amazing to hear your attitude and your spirit and the fact that you have alopecia. You. <laughs> your attitude and spirit aren't because it's an and. That said, I do want to ask you a question. Yes. Do you think you would have the same exuberance, attitude, resilience without a challenge like alopecia? Ooh, that's a tough question. It is. I I mean, I feel like if you asked my parents before we found out I had alopecia, I was always pretty out there. Mm -hmm. I was always really outgoing. Yeah, I got yeah. a nod from my mom in the, in yeah. the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like there is definitely something about having alopecia that could definitely has changed me in, um, in some way to really, it was just added that little extra you have a challenge, but you can overcome it because alopecia always is there. It doesn't matter if you have a full head of hair or not. It's it's always going to be there. And I know that from experience because I remember when I had a full head of hair and I didn't really feel like doing my medicine. I was like, oh, well, I have a full head of hair. Who cares? No, it's still important to keep up that regimen because what if the next day you sure. wake up and there's hair all over your pillow or your hair all a big. Hair, hands full sure. clump of hair comes out in the shower and that can happen uh, There, you need to keep resilience and through alopecia I know that there are days where I can wake up and I can lose hair and I just I've learned because I've been through that that I can it's something that you can work through and I feel like I've taken that um, that learning that um, that experience to other things. So like for example, in skating, because I always talk about skating if you know me, um, skating, I have been through so many challenges and bumps in the road and sometimes I'll just remember, I you know, I had a difficulty with my hair, but I got through it. This is skating. this is you're okay, just gotta work harder. And I feel like that is something that I've definitely learned, the value of hard work and resilience. And, and I'll tell you something else you've yeah. learned, and I can see it, is empathy. So you have the ability, in my opinion, to empathize greater than 
the average 17-year-old. And I, I, that's just an observation, having met you. So if someone comes to you with a challenge that's not alopecia, but mm-hmm. happens to be another challenge that they have in their lives, I'm sure you have that unique perspective that you wouldn't have otherwise have to say, let me talk to you for a minute. Yeah, I, I have alopecia. That. You happen to have this challenge. Let's talk. It could be their parents are getting divorced and they feel strange or they're suffering from mental health issues or whatever life's yeah. challenges throw at you, right? Definitely. I, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, uh, again, with skating and, and going through really tough, just going through school because sure. I'm a try hard in school. I sure. work really hard. Just there have been bumps in the road, and I've learned to overcome it. And I mean, I think if I didn't have alopecia, maybe I would have learned that, but maybe not to the extreme that I have with yeah. having alopecia. I've learned through all sorts of different obstacles, through hair loss, through falling on jumps and hurting myself, and maybe not doing too hot in a class and learning that I need to do, work a little extra harder. Just all those different things all yeah. together have really, really built up my resilience if I could just editorialize for a second um, I'm looking at your mom and I'm thinking of your dad and uh, you know one of the things is that you've been allowed room to fall and hurt yourself you haven't been helicoptered over I can tell just by talking (laughs) to you Uh, you've been allowed room to become Samantha Yes. Right. And your parents haven't snuffed that out so you're allowed to fail you're allowed to fall you're allowed and as a result you have this product, which is just, you know, unbelievably um, engaging and self-sufficient and resilient all on your own. And I think I hear a lot from educators, coaches and other people that know a lot more than I do about the development of young people. And, and the fear is that this all this helicoptering and and having kids not fail and making sure we we keep them from any pain is really having some negative consequences and that people aren't developing this type of resiliency. So I give your parents so much credit because as a dad myself, if my son or daughter came to me with an illness, the, the, I, I, you know, you just say to yourself, well, I just want to put pillows out to make sure everything else goes perfectly for them. I'd, I'd be there at your figure skating thing, <laughs> propping you up if you were going to fall. You know, I wouldn't want anything bad to happen, but it sounds to me like you've been given that critical room to become the person you you are and um you already did it earlier you, you complimented your parents so yeah no i, I, I really can't add to that i really can't thank my parents enough for all the support they give me oh, sweet I, I really can't i don't really know where where i'd be without the love and support from both my parents that is so nice to hear and uh yeah <laughs> mom's yeah. making a hard face <laughs> so samantha let's talk a little bit about your future and your future plans i should mention that the way that i met Samantha is through a mutual friend, Barbara Gilmeister. And if you recognize that name, Barbara is the owner of Gilly's House, a men's sober recovery home in Rentham, Massachusetts, that has made a lot of news lately. And Samantha has been working on a project for Gilly's House. So I'm thankful to Barbara for having uh, introduced us. So, Samantha, you are entering your senior year. I am. So tell me about what are you thinking of for college? For college? Well... I've always had a passion for video editing and I've been so thankful to, as you already mentioned earlier, to to be creating a promotional video for Gilly's House. Barbara is a really close friend of ours and I am so thankful and grateful for the opportunity to be creating this video for her. I feel that this... um, what she's working on and what she's doing is something really important. We're talking about Barbara Gilmeister of Gilly's House. Yeah, which and you can find another podcast, uh, an episode we just did last week on that. Yeah. Well, well. Anyways, like 
what she has, what she is doing, what she continues to do is something so important. And yeah. I feel like the message that she's trying to bring is something that I'm really happy that I get to um, further share with the world. Something sure. that I am really passionate about is being able to give a voice to people, groups of people who want, who have something to say. And what I get to do is create a video on Gilly's house, this sober recovery home. And as we know, yeah, so there's an epidemic with substance use disorder that is really going on right now. And we want to show that there is places where you can get the help you need. And Gilly's house is a great place to get that help. And um, I have been there too. I was a part of the Hopedale, um, Hopedale students who did come and help out. And also being a part of a community with Barbara and being able to oversee every not fully oversee but be able to see all of the things that she's she's working so hard right. that's what I'm trying to right. say right and, and so th- this has kind and, of uh, helped um, uh, reinforce right. your initial idea which was to go into communications and film right. right so yeah I was fortunate that I get to get to bring a voice to Barbara and yeah. Gilly's house yeah, well, and um, what I'm really interested in doing in school in something in strategic communications but also be able to continue my love for film and create promotional content so um this opportunity that barbara's giving me is something i'm not taking like a joke i'm taking this very seriously and i'm really happy that i get the opportunity but in school i am going to be doing an internship um, at the Milford Chamber of Commerce. I'm also very fortunate to have that opportunity where I'm going to be working on some video content mm-hmm. um, for their website and for some of their social media. And I'm very excited for that. How exciting. So you're off to college. And uh, again, I hope you don't stop figure skating. You know, I, sounds I, like a lifelong I will passion. tell you. There's three things I'm looking for in a college. One is, of course, a program because it's really hard to find a communications program where I can get like advertising dash public relations and um, something in film so I can continue that. So there's that. Also, I'm always looking for a place where there is an ice rink and I can tell you my top three or four colleges all have an ice rink. Excellent. And also, something I'm always looking for is having, I'm I'm Jewish, so I'm always looking to find a place where there's a strong Jewish um, community, because that's something I also want to keep up. Faith is very important to you, clearly, as after what you just said. So your faith has really informed you through this, your, the challenges of life that life throws at you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's been pretty good. Good I really, for you. I am a part of such a strong community, and it has really helped me shape myself as well. Samantha, as we wrap up, I just want to ask you, can people support uh, Children's Alopecia Project, and how would they get involved? Oh, they absolutely can. I don't really think it matters if you have alopecia or not. I mean... um, There's a a 5K coming up maybe soon? There is a 5K coming up, and you can come out to volunteer to set up, to clean up, to run different activities. There's also a raffle, and you can maybe donate a basket or a gift card or something for there's also silent raffles really anything you want to do to help support children's alopecia project yeah. is and, and importantly if you if you know of somebody or you yourself are living with alopecia um they can reach out to your facebook group right yes uh, which is the uh, new england cap or children's alopecia project kid group 
And that can be found on Facebook. They can reach out certainly to you or to your mom, Cindy, right? Yeah, and my mom My mom runs this, runs the Facebook. But it's a network of people on that that yeah. understand alopecia, that mm-hmm. are living with it or have somebody they love that are yeah. living with it. What the beauty is with the Facebook is that they, it is a fabulous community for parents to contact each other to talk about the struggles they're having or the struggles their children are having. So they can come together, brainstorm, talk about ways to help right. each other. But also it does give updates on um, events that are happening in the chapter. And we do do a annual bowling event. It was at Patriot's Place this past sure. year at the Splitsville um, Bowling. Yeah. And it was a really fun, big event. It was really beautiful to see all these young kids they're not even wearing wigs or hats. They're all being so, they're just so and confident. And it's really go- beautiful to see all of these young kids who are being so confident in themselves and showing off their spots or showing off their bald heads and not being scared because this is a, Swissville was a public place. It wasn't closed right. for the alopecia event. Right. So it was really, it, you know, it's Samantha, so I love it. It's a great point. And if people visit uh, the Children's Alopecia Project, you spell alopecia, A-L-O-P-E-C-I-A. And uh, importantly, September is alopecia Awareness Month. So we want to pay particular attention to that. I'll do another uh, promo for that on this radio program. And uh, childrensalopeciaproject.org. You'll go on there. You'll see pictures of young men and women uh, sporting their baldness, uh, if you will. Um, And they talk about support and awareness. But importantly, they're not talking about a cure in the setting of this CAP project. They're talking about the wonderful ability to be in a community of people that understand that... You are you with or without your hair. Or for other people, insert challenge here. Excellent. For Samantha Cates, my name's Jim Derrick saying thanks for listening to Chapters Radio, and we'll see you next week. 